2020 has brought us the gamut of emotions and changes. It's honestly a difficult year for everyone, no matter how good or bad your situation has left you. Everyone has their own bucket list of crap to deal with, and I'm certainly not here to judge. I've been working hard to stay positive and flip that negative speak into something better. I've been working to maintain my mental health, and, and recently I was in a stressful situation where I was reminded that it's important to be patient with others and stay positive. From that situation, my 2020 bucket list was born. It's the bucket list you never knew you wanted or never knew you even needed, but it's 10 moments in my life this year that I've experienced major growth. It's not your typical bucket list, but it's definitely things that have made me grow and improve. Welcome to Candidly Creative, a bi-weekly podcast from Creatively Caitlin that focuses on open, honest conversations. If you like what you hear, follow me on Instagram at creatively underscore Caitlin, or head to my website, www.caitlinnorum.com. 10 moments in time. That's all it took to help me change my perspective of this year. A lot of this year really sucked and I wouldn't wish it on anyone. However, it, there's a saying that goes, a diamond is just a piece of coal until it's under a lot of pressure. And I honestly think that 2020 has given us so much pressure that I can only hope that we're going to come out of the other side stronger and brighter. The first thing on my bucket list is the elephant in the room. Experience a pandemic. Never in my life would I have wished to experience a worldwide disease that creates fear, panic, and so much incredible loss. But it did teach me how to manage my own fear and to search below the surface to find the truth. I hate the concept of fake news, and in most cases, I don't believe that's a thing. Yes, there are fake articles and misinformation that is spread, but to me, it's it's a journalism 101 concept of an exciting headline that draws you in to click onto something, but everyone's so quick to say it's clickbait or it's fake news. Honestly, I look at the source and other sides of the story and read the full context to see what do I think is the truth. With that, I don't let myself be scared by what I read. Yes, it's frightening to think of the magnitude of things that are going on around us that we can't control, but some things are simply beyond our control. You can't change it, you can't fix it, you certainly can't stop it, but you can control your reaction. It's been a scary year for everyone, but treasuring those that I hold dear and celebrating what I do have, rather than focusing on what I don't, I've been able to live a little bit more in the moment and had one of my biggest personal growth years that I've ever experienced. Number two, be placed in a quarantine. No one in their right mind is begging to be placed in a quarantine. However, this year has made it a necessity for a lot of people. And I'm definitely someone that has always made it a point to be busy and not in one place. I'm rarely home. I I like staying at work, um, going to a second job, going to a friend's house, going to my parents' house, you know, out on some adventure. But I rarely just spend time at home by myself. To me, being stuck at home with just me, myself, and I is a severe challenge. I get anxious and stir crazy really quickly. But as time went by, I've learned to just enjoy my time at home and just be. I've never technically learned how to relax and accepted that I sometimes need it, but I've never technically learned how to relax or accept a weekend of binging a show in my pajamas without freaking out that at some point I wasn't productive. And I certainly can't say that I love it now, but I have come to accept that sometimes that's exactly what my body craves. And it's okay. Number three traveling with heavy precautions. 
I admit, I was one of those people who thrived on the cheap plane deals and bought tickets to all these adventures. However, my adventures were purely to go visit one of my best friends in Phoenix. The incredibly low ticket prices allowed me to travel there several times, and I don't honestly anticipate having many trips next year, seeing that this year was 45 bucks a ticket, and it's impossible to maintain that. The downside of traveling during a pandemic is, of course, the incredible precautions that need to be taken and the kind of distrust that you have of all your fellow passengers. It's almost chaos because there's fewer staff and fewer flights to book. But this year was the first year that I didn't actually get sick after a flight. It was the first year that I traveled and worked remotely because my studio was closed anyway, so working from Phoenix didn't really make a difference. It was the first year I wasn't crammed like a sardine with someone right next to me, It was definitely an experience that I took advantage of because I felt safe. I used my Lysol wipes and my N95 mask, and I had the space from having no middle seats booked. And honestly, there was less people at the airport. It felt safer to travel with the fewer people and everyone being very cautious than it's ever been. Number four, close my places of employment. The gastropub that I work for completely closed for a few months, and the studio closed for a couple months. We all moved to remote work, and while I like going to work and focusing on my job, I was forced to sit at home and try to focus while I had other things I wanted to take care of. The gastropub closing didn't mean my marketing duties were any less necessary, too. They were just different. Instead of sharing specials and promotions, I moved to trying to inspire the local community and keep MSBR visible to the public eye. That way, when we were finally able to open up, it wasn't starting from scratch. It was continuing to build the momentum we built while we were closed. I was fortunate enough to keep my main job and my personal business, you know, was still growing, so I didn't lose a lot. My marketing job was, however, heavily affected, and to this day, we're still not back to where we were, but there's a certain resilience and strength that has been built. I've finally learned and accepted that I'm actually a really good cheerleader and I love pushing my teams to be better and when I need to be, I can be an amazing leader. I didn't honestly think that was fully in me to do. Number five, lose a lot of money and have a really bad financial track record. When businesses started closing, it truly affected my financial status. I mean, no shock there. I can't say I was well off to begin with and honestly, 2020 took me for a beating. My salary had gotten cut, I had lost one job's income altogether, and I didn't earn anything on my personal business because I was just finally gaining momentum when then the pandemic hit. 2020 did hit me hard, made me frustrated with my work and the businesses and my status and ultimately with myself. I had gotten myself into a situation that I had to now dig myself out of. But as 2020 closes, I think I've learned more hard lessons this year than any other. I'm saving more and paying down more debts and I'm learning to be okay with what I currently have and realizing that material possessions don't prove anything. They don't prove that you care about somebody. I couldn't always afford gifts, but I could afford to spend a little bit of time with someone. Time and thought matters. Rather than buy a bunch of stuff that someone may never use, spending an afternoon having wine and watching movies and just talking is sometimes a better gift for someone, especially when everyone's so lonely right now. Number six, a massive car breakdown. Oh, what dreams I had of getting through this whole year without a major car malfunction. Yet halfway through, the computer module on my car died. When I was quoted with nearly a grand to fix it, I basically had a panic attack. There was no way that I could afford that. And I don't know how I could function without a car. And honestly, I'm one of those people that likes to depend on myself. And I hate owing people. But sometimes you need to stop being a pain in the butt and just ask for help. 
my friends and family all found ways to help me from driving me to and from work, helping me financially get my car fixed, and helping me to not spend money to just hang out. Instead of going to the bar, they'd come over with a bottle of wine and we'd hang out. It was a hugely stressful moment, but you don't have to tackle every mountain by yourself. And that was a hard lesson for me to accept. I'm not great at accepting help, and I still don't think I'm that great at it, but I've seen what it can do when you do reach out and allow the people that you love to help you. Number seven, experience riots and citywide vandalism. Another fun event that I would never wish on anyone is another fun event that I would never wish on anyone is experiencing the Black Lives Matter movement's increased activity. The inequality that black men and women have when it comes to the police and how they react to them is insane. Riots were happening nationwide and a massive call for justice is just ringing out nonstop. I honestly never thought I'd have to watch where I was going to be after dark to ensure that I wasn't stuck in a rioting mob. I'd never thought I had to watch where protests were because I wanted to make sure my home wasn't at risk. Peaceful protests were turning into these violent mobs. Even in the tiny town of Green Bay, businesses were getting broken windows and destroyed and looted. The socioeconomic inequalities that the black community faces are real. I don't question that. However, I don't know if there's any clear fix or answer, and I certainly don't know if we'll have any sort of clarity. It should be simple, but somehow there's this automatic guard up that everyone just gets frustrated and angry. The only thing I do know for 100% truth is that there's no way that I can firsthand understand the black experience. And I can only know how I've been treated in biracial relationships, and I didn't love that. There's no finite good or bad, in my opinion. I believe that there are great police officers who do amazing things for their community. But I also believe that there are police officers who make snap judgments to protect their lives and end up overreacting and harming, honestly, more black people than white. And I also believe that there should be services in the community that are more equipped to deal with certain at-risk communities, such as the mentally ill or even the black community. Why does everything have to fall on the police's back to handle? Some things would be better served with a community service organization. Number eight an angry election. I certainly don't want to get into politics and which quote-unquote side I'm on. I do, however, think that you can't have a 2020 bucket list without talking about the election a little bit. The intense hatred thrown by both sides at each other was just so much this year. I think ultimately the main thing I took away from the election was that there are certain qualities of leadership that I value above all. I value strength and kindness. I value someone's knowledge of handling situations peacefully while still showing leadership. I value someone not beating their ideas into someone's head to convince them to follow you. And I guess I just didn't realize how much I valued those things until this election cycle. No matter which side you're on, Trump's, Biden's, all of the potential candidates from Green Party, Libertarians, every single person has a goal to make America better. Maybe it's not something that we can all agree upon, and I don't think we ever will. But the hate that exists because of these elections is just insane to me. I don't want to be all cliche and say, why can't we just be nice to each other? But there's no reason why we can't have a healthy debate, have difference of opinions, and just move forward. Some of my closest friends are very much the exact opposite political following than I am. And we have debates about what the situations are, what the truth is, how we feel about it. But we can still respect each other, have a difference of opinion, and then still be friends at the end of the day. And it's shocking to see how many people can't do that. Number nine, added work into a field that I didn't want to get back into. When I started my day job, I was on track for project management. I did not succeed my first time around, bear in mind. 
I wasn't really ready for the amount of projects that I would have to be accountable for. And ultimately, I nearly quit my job probably five or six times because I hated every moment of being inside that place. Well, fast forward to six years later with the company, I've been given the chance to morph my role into things that I actually love and am passionate about. But this year, as projects started selling finally and our staffing couldn't increase, most of us found ourselves learning new skills or adding several hats to the hat rack that that we already carried, which meant that I was back into project management land. I was terrified. I didn't want to let my clients down. I didn't want to let my coworkers down. And here I was back in charge. And granted, I had so much assistance from my admin team and they're fantastic in helping me adjust back to that role. But it was almost like I had PTSD from my past failure. But I guess some things are forged by fire and I apparently tend to be one of those. If you truly throw me into the fire, I will come out stronger and better. I, of course, will have several meltdowns and get real soft every once in a while. But eventually I harden up, learn my lessons, and get better. Now, I don't actually mind taking the lead and having the chance to make my clients the rock stars that they are, but I know how to lead my team, take care of what the needs are, and actually control scheduling them budgets again. And I'm not frightened of the role. I've learned so much in six years. There's no reason why I can't expand my role. And now I'm looking forward to next year where my role will continue to expand and grow into this new realm. And number 10, a long distance relationship. So when my boyfriend and I started talking in December of 2019, I was certain it was nothing. I didn't want a long distance relationship and he was nice, but I certainly was not going to be driving from Green Bay to Chicago every weekend to go see him. But we continued talking and... He was super nice, so I figured, okay, let's meet. What's the worst that can happen? So here we are a year later, and possibly the first actually healthy relationship I've ever been in, and I couldn't ask for more. I took a chance on something that I quote-unquote knew wouldn't work, and from the moment that I met him in person, I was absolutely sunk. I couldn't help but just fall in love with him. Having him in my life has made me feel strong enough to tackle some of these crazy things, and there's some value to that. If you have a good support system, it feels like you can accomplish anything. And honestly, 2020 taught me that it's okay to dream, and that even broken people can find love in places that they didn't expect. So those are my 10 moments in 2020 that have changed me for the better and helped me grow, and... I hope you continue to look for new opportunities, analyze what's happening in your life, and find ways that you can move towards becoming the person that you want to be. If you like what you hear on this podcast, head over to my website, www.caitlinnorm.com, and sign up for my Creative Circle. My Creative Circle gets notifications of new episodes of the podcast, new blogs, and information that I know you'll love. Stay safe, stay healthy, stay creative.